Konnichiwa from BA. This is a Rorschach Japan update from the 23rd of May 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Japan. The Group of Seven, or G7, Hiroshima Summit began on Friday the 19th, bringing together some of the world's most powerful global leaders. On the first day, they discussed Russia's invasion of Ukraine and possible measures to fight back. They also discussed the global economy, including how advancing AI developments might impact it. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida also brought the leaders to the Peace Memorial Museum, a site dedicated to the tragedy of the Hiroshima atomic bombing in an effort to emphasize the need to move towards a world without nuclear weapons. The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, also went to the summit. Kishida invited him in hopes of swaying the leaders to aid war-torn Ukraine. Zelensky presented the G7 leaders with what he called a, quote, Ukrainian peace formula, unquote, which is essentially a plan to end the war while still being supported by UN resolutions. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz encouraged Zelensky to also meet with leaders from the Global South, especially countries such as Brazil and India, that have not put the same restrictions on Russia as many Western countries. Though Zelensky did not see the president of Brazil during the summit, he met with the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi, on Saturday the 20th. It was their first in-person meeting since the war began two years ago, and Modi stated that India would do everything it could to help Ukraine. In the end, the G7 announced new sanctions against Russia and various countries promised to send military aid to Ukraine. On Sunday the 21st, somewhat on the side of the summit, Japan and the U.S. also signed a memorandum of cooperation in education, which launched multi-million dollar educational partnerships in advanced technologies. Part of the agreement is to hold high-level dialogues on education every year. Government officials are hopeful that this will have a positive impact on both countries and the world at large. Tech giants IBM and Google are teaming up with the University of Tokyo and the University of Chicago for research and development, investing $150 million respectively over the next 10 years. The G7 summit has had an impact in other fields as well. On Friday the 19th, the Nikkei stock average in Japan closed with nearly 31,000 points, its highest since 1990. The last time it was that high was during the asset price bubble when Japan's economy was at its strongest. This boost was likely due to hopes of G7 leaders finding a resolution for the US debt ceiling and the yen's recent weakness in the global market. It opened with points slightly lower on Monday the 22nd, but then they continued to slowly rise throughout the day. Meanwhile, Wednesday the 17th, saw record high temperatures for May in many places throughout Japan. At least 10 students in Fukuoka Prefecture and Osaka Prefecture had to be sent to the hospital for heat stroke. High temperatures will continue as summer approaches, so locals should stay hydrated 
and should avoid long periods out in the sun. On Thursday the 18th, famous kabuki actor Enosuke Ichikawa was also rushed to the hospital, but for very different reasons. His manager found him collapsed but alive, along with his parents at their home in Tokyo, both of whom apparently died of an overdose. The police are investigating the incident as a suicide attempt due to the discovery of an apparent suicide note. The exact reason is not yet known, but it is likely related to the multiple allegations of bullying and sexual abuse the actor is currently facing. For the time being, the actor's kabuki performances have been cancelled. Moving on, on Tuesday the 23rd, a team of South Korean experts started a four-day survey in Japan to check the water safety from the Fukushima nuclear power plant. The Tokyo Electric Power Company, the operator of the plant, will treat and dilute the water to reduce radioactive elements and ensure the water is drinkable. Since the treated water will be released into the ocean, its safety is of special interest to Japan's closest neighboring country, Korea. The South Korean team consists of about 30 Nuclear Safety and Security Commission officials and marine environment experts. The first part of the inspection is a two-day visit to the plant to examine how the treated water is stored. Japan hopes to assure Korea of the water safety in the survey. On the topic of science, the Japan Science and Technology Agency acknowledged young female researchers for their achievements in an event called the Marie Sklodowska Curie Award. The award was first established in 2021 in honor of the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. The top winner of the award this year was Saki Ichikawa, whose medical methods of studying diseases and drugs may lead to new treatments of cancer and medication with fewer side effects. Japan isn't just handing out awards, but making active progress in the realm of technology. More specifically, the beverage company Asahi recently unveiled a new vending machine that can absorb carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. The carbon dioxide, once it has been absorbed, will be reused in fertilizer or materials such as concrete. The company has announced it is past its initial developmental stage and will start by installing 30 of these new machines in June. The machines will be placed in areas with high levels of carbon dioxide, such as Tokyo and Osaka, and if all goes well, will do a full-scale rollout in 2024. A Japanese group of universities and other organizations have also been hard at work trying to create an AI that's good at handling the Japanese language. They are doing this by developing large language models, or LLMs. LLMs allow an AI to analyze words and automatically generate sentences. This would be specifically for Japanese, as the LLMs being used in other countries are mainly designed for English. One IT firm, CyberAgent, already made an LLM that had learned mainly Japanese and made it public on Wednesday the 17th. In other news, Japan welcomed around 1.9 million foreign tourists in April 2023. 
This is about 14 times more than last year, but still 67% of pre-pandemic figures. Still, the increase is a positive sign for the Japanese travel and hospitality industry as a whole. Visitors mainly came from South Korea, Taiwan, the United States, and Hong Kong. The number of Japanese traveling abroad also increased, but it is still lower than pre-pandemic levels. And that's it for this week. We want to hear from you. Write to us at japan at rorschach.com. Matane! Matane!